listeners. Uh, you are listening to another episode of That's Entertainment. It's a podcast. I am one of your hosts, pop culture maven Jeff Malone. And with me, as always, is my co-host, live from Hampton, Maine. It's my Aunt Beth Woods. Aunt Beth, how are you? I'm very good. That's good. You? That's good. I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm feeling a little sleepy. I had some, uh, which is weird because it's a warm, it was an unseasonably warm day. It was warm here too. Did you do that? It was in the 50s here, so I bet you guys probably had even we've got some big fans. They must have heard what the, the topic of the episode is today. Wait, wait one second. All right, so we had to pause the recording, but we brought in uh, a new guest here. We've got Pebbles on the Zoom call. Pebbles, how, how are you? Oh, it, she's good, and her her brother's name should be Bam Bam, but his, his name is Whiskey. So we have Pebbles and Whiskey, and Winnie and Gunner, oh and Henry. <laughs> it's Sounds crazy. like quite a lineup. I know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, anyway, so what's that? No, I was thinking of the fun names from our topic tonight. But anyway, yeah, I was saying, so did you hit 60 today? I think we got up to 62. Wow. And I was in shorts all day. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it was warm here, so. Well, we've got um, not just a canine guest, but a, a returning human guest. Uh, with us live from Brooklyn. Hey, that's where I am too. Uh, it's uh, Marissa Splendorio. Marissa. Hello. It's been uh, what? Uh, how long since we saw you last? I think it's been like a year and a half. Oh, I, think, wow. I feel like we did it in the fall, but it wasn't last year. I think it was like 2020. That sounds right. Yes. Wow. So you, on our Never Have I Ever episode. Mm hmm. And I'm so happy to be back. Have yes, you watched the second back. season of that? <laughs> Admittedly, I'm only like halfway through it. Um, I think I'm about the same. <laughs> I keep getting distracted by older shows I just want to rewatch. Like I'm in the midst of rewatching all of Archer right now. Uh-huh. And since so for today's topic, I was able to use Discovery Plus to watch it. My friend gave me her login. I have been rewatching Cutthroat Kitchen. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> And I've just been in cutthroat kitchen mode for the past week. I know I need to watch at some point. I need to watch the second season, but I'll get there. Okay. Yeah. I get distracted by, well, I wouldn't say distracted. I get overwhelmed by, it feels like new assignments of all the new shows premiering. Yeah. And all the shows that never stop airing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard Uh, to keep up. Yeah. But we don't have any trouble keeping up with uh, a certain program that airs once a year. So it's not too difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may have already figured out what the topic is for this episode. Even if you didn't look at the episode title, you probably already figured it out. It's, of course, the Puppy Bowl. And mm. we've got some uh, fans of our four-legged friend on to discuss this whole uh this whole um extravaganza 
of puppy football players. <laughs> so excited to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Um, but before we get to that, Aunt Beth, uh, what are people saying about our Keenan Thompson episode from last week? Oh, I ha- I don't know. I haven't heard any um, responses. Have you got seen it? Did anybody uh, write any review views or anything? Um, well, I think we got um, a letter from. Uh, Amanda Bynes, she wrote to me personally uh, telling me how much uh, Keenan was such a great brother to her when they were all on all that together. She really did? No, I'm joking. Wouldn't that have been nice? I know. Maybe maybe you had some in there that I didn't know about. Maybe I do. I'll because I mentioned I'll have to mention to you later. I was thinking of someone an old friend who we could get on who i who i don't know maybe you know i was just thinking like oh i i know some people or have at least two just two degrees of separation from who have worked on movies and tv so i you know i i wouldn't be surprised if i only have a couple degrees of separation from amanda Bynes or Mm -hmm. keenan for that matter Mm. the work on that uh yeah i mean well this is an unusual circumstance where we're recording two full-length episodes two weeks in a row so yeah i'm not sure what the yeah the, I haven't where the keenan episode ranks among our listenership marissa did you happen to catch our episode our most recent episode or are you a fan of keenan thompson in general i mean i am a fan of keenan thompson i've i watched keenan and kel and all that growing up he's i feel like been a part of my life more than most family um <laughs> but that's kind of what we were saying on the show yeah. last week i again i told you it's too caught up caught up in cutthroat kitchen i haven't been able to listen to last week okay. so but i'm getting there <laughs> we need to uh invent something to be able to split our brains attentions so that we can somehow watch different tv shows at the same time or watch a show and listen to a podcast at the same time and be fully engaged with both of them and don't forget you gotta add tiktok into that too you gotta do all three at once yes it is 2022 so (laughs) you can't forget these things Mm -hmm. but for now we are focused on one thing, one very important thing, and that is uh, the Puppy Bowl, because on each episode of That's Entertainment, we pick one pop culture topic and discuss it according to the three Fs, first, favorite, and forever. Um, I'm ready to dive in. Aunt Beth, Marissa, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm in. Okay, well, you can call us SpongeBob, because we are all ready. I'm going to do a little intro like I usually do to set the tone. And here that goes. It might be hard to remember, but there was once a time when Super Bowl Sunday was not also Puppy Bowl Sunday. The inaugural canine matchup kicked off in 2005, and it's been going strong ever since. We've got a lineup of dog lovers who always make sure to tune into Animal Planet for an annual amuse bouche. This is the Puppy Bowl episode of That's Entertainment. 
All right. Well, we will uh, go right on into our first section, which is, of course, called First. Forever First. Well, not forever. That's a different section. But I mean, always this uh, section has been called First and probably always will be. So uh, we're going to go back to 2005 and try to remember. Uh, do we recall watching the first ever Puppy Bowl, and uh, when did it must when did it become must see TV for us? If it in fact did, Marissa, you're our guest, uh, so tell us what you uh, have to say about all that. Oh boy, um, honestly, I'm going to be very honest. I don't think I watched the first ever Puppy Bowl. Um, What's going on in your life in 2005? I was 11. Um, so (laughs) I don't know if I was as aware of the puppy bowl at that point. Um, I feel like I really wasn't until this is going to sound kind of weird, but like the rise of the internet. Cause I feel like people were like, see this funny video of these dogs, see these funny cats at the puppy bowl. Like, I'm like, Ooh, what's this? This seems hilarious. And then also just kind of being home for the Super Bowl really just kind of ingrained that in my head. So I want to say like. 2010-ish was when I became kind of aware of the puppy bowl because like my family hosts Super Bowl parties at our house and by parties I mean it's just my aunt and uncles and sometimes our cousins and we sit and eat food as most people do on Super Bowl Sunday (laughs) um so I wasn't throwing ragers but um so I'd just be home all day and the TV would be on all day because my dad wants to catch all the stuff of the game and my dad loves dogs so he was like let's watch the puppy bowl and I'm like what's the puppy bowl and now it's just every time I'm home and the Super Bowl's on, we got to watch together. It's this year, unfortunately, I wasn't able to because I, I couldn't watch it live. I was helping a friend move. Um, as I said, I had to rewatch it on Discovery Plus. But it's just, it's a nice core memory to have. But I, unfortunately, I don't know exactly when it started. My guess is 2010. Um, but it's just, it's just so joyful and wonderful to watch, especially when you see men getting just plowing into each other for four hours straight it's nice to see some dogs having some fun beforehand yeah i think i i you know i've been a a football fan for as long as i can remember but in recent years i've been kind of falling out of love with it just when i see the toll that it takes on players bodies and like still is enjoyable to watch but it's tough with that knowledge and the puppy bowl you don't have that uh internal conflict to deal with so i've become you know in the last since 2005 i've become more and more a fan of the puppy bowl and less of a fan of football so what about you aunt beth yeah i remember watching the first one i don't remember a lot about it but I must have read about it and figured I'm I'm not a football fan. So I figured, oh, that's nice. I've got something else that I can watch. And I think your your Nana, Nanny Ellie watched it. And um, I think Uncle Martin and Aunt Jane watched it because I re- sort of remember talking about it. None and of whom I, are really football fans. Yeah, none of them are. So and um, I said and then I knew that after I watched it the first time I said okay this will be must see for me because I just enjoyed it so much and I don't sometimes I'll tape it um and just zoom you know watch watch it 
Well, I oh, it's funny because the, for the Super Bowl, I'll put on maybe like the last five or ten minutes to actually see who which team wins. But for the most part, I'm watching the Puppy Bowl. So yeah, yeah, I um, I'm pretty certain I watched the first edition. I don't know how I heard about it because I wasn't really a regular yeah. Animal Planet viewer. Maybe it must have Weekly been. In, yeah, wrote about probably, it in TV Guide or Entertainment Weekly, I'm sure yeah, they mentioned but, it. Yeah, because I don't think I would have known like just to put it on. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see like EW might have done something like in their what to watch section. Like if you're not watching, if you don't want to watch the Super Bowl, here's an alternative. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so I... Um, I remember it being different than what it is now. Like now they have like scores and teams and but when it was first on it was just puppies running around like with I don't think it had any commentary or anything Ooh. else. It was just like we've captured dog on camera some dogs on play on a toy football field. And here here we just watch it and it was kind of just like hypnotic and <laughs> it's like um it's like an asmr type thing you know it's it's uh it's not giving you the like audio pleasure but it it's just a gentle viewing and i was actually i there's this um article from a couple of years ago on vox vox.com about the history of the puppy bowl and it was conceived as like a Yule log with dogs. Yeah, that's what I read. Something about that. Yeah. That's so fascinating. I know. Oh my God. That's so ingenious too. Like <laughs> just throw it on. Just, yeah. just watch these dogs have fun. Kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, oh. I mean, I th- it's like, it's ideal background viewing. Like nowadays you can, they put so much into it that you can watch it really intently and you know like almost had betting interests on like which team's going to win which dog is going to be most valuable pup but it also works as good background viewing like who who doesn't want to have puppies around running around their tv screen while they're doing while they're getting ready for the super bowl party so was the first puppy bowl airing the same time as the super bowl and then it like changed I believe it's always been in the initial airing is at like two or three o'clock and then they'll do a replay a few times. So the replay I think has always been the same time as the Super Bowl, but Uh, the original airing is always like three hours before the game. Okay. Cause I, I was like getting nervous. I was like, have I not been watching the Puppy Bowl for that long? Like, has it just that they recently change it to be before the game? Like, that's good to know. Good to know. Interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, so uh, for all those people who are not cord cutters and still have traditional cable TV, actually, this is an important note for people who do oh. just stream because... Discovery Plus, I think, shows the live feed. But yeah, it. Uh, I think 2 o'clock Eastern time is now the 
usual original airing time. I did uh, see on Discovery Plus, if anybody wants to watch reruns, they're all there because when I clicked on it, it said season 18 of the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> and I was like, oof. They even oh, had but it like, has all the early Yeah, it has ones. all the Puppy Bowls. And it even had like a pre-show and a where are they now show, which I did not get to watch. I very apologize. I apologize. <laughs> but I only watched the main Puppy Bowl. I think I watched yeah, I the where are they now last year or two years ago. But I, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't required viewing for this podcast, so no. <laughs> um, yeah, it would have been extra credit, but uh, you, you you pass, Marissa. So don't worry. Thank you, thank you. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Uh, yes, uh, we've set the foundation. So now we can move on to the next section, the favorite section, and we can um, talk about what's our absolute favorite thing about the Puppy Bowl. Uh, is it the high-powered offense, the aggressive tackling, the referee, the kitty halftime show, uh, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg, uh, or, or something else? There's lots of things to love about the Puppy Bowl. Uh, Marissa, what's your favorite? Oh, I had many favorites, about, especially with this specific Puppy Bowl. Um, the first thing I want to bring up is... Um, What's the name? Oh my God! Why am I, why am I forgetting her name? Soup and Martha Stewart. I don't know how I forgot Martha Stewart's name, <laughs> but they—you could tell when they were like clearly reading off of a screen, but then you could also <laughs> tell when they weren't, and they were very into it. Like anytime they stopped reading like a cue card, they were in it. Like they were <laughs> improving, having so much fun with the dogs, like having such a good time, like riffing off each other too. Like they just bring a delight to it, especially because Snoop Dogg performed at the actual Super Bowl and the Puppy Bowl. Didn't even <laughs> put that, was... that connection together. I, mean, I thought that was great. Is he the I... first person to ever be on the Puppy Bowl and the Super Bowl in the Probably. same year? I think he might be. I think he. I think he might be. Which good for him. He deserves yeah. that. <laughs> With a name like Snoop Dogg, he deserves that. Um. I thought they, yeah, I thought they worked really well with each other, as they do in most things, but, like, it, just with the puppies, the added action of that was really good. Um, I love that they did a tri- tribute to Betty White um, mid-show, which was really nice, because may she rest in peace, and I know we all know she loved animals. Um, I love the ref, the puppy dog, the puppy bull ref. Yes, I don't Dan know Shackner. Dane, Dane, that's his Dan. name. Dan, Dan, so gentle with those dogs. Uh, the pep talks he gave some of those dogs was so good. Um, <laughs> there was one line I just what was I wrote it down in my notes. I gotta get to it. Um. Oh my god. Oh, he said to one of the dogs, "That's a lot of smack for someone who hasn't scored a touchdown," which <laughs> <laughs> really killed me. <laughs> That was great. And then the other dogs, he was just so encouraging to them. I mean, like, you can do it. You just can't, you can't fight with each other. Like, it was just so Aww. nice to see the ref of the dogs. And then I have one, I, I, I'm sorry, I keep listing things. Um, two more things. One, the writers in general who write the stuff at the Puppy Bowl must be having the time of their life. The puns everywhere were so good. I chuckled every time a new dog came on screen. There was like a little description. Oh yeah. Like, that's hilarious. Um, like 
someone they, they said the dog went to Harvard Paw School, the Grand <laughs> Pudapap Hotel. Um, oh there was one named Biff who was like, what was it? I forget the first role was Bark to the Future. I was, oh, great <laughs> stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, really. And then last thing, Elmo. Elmo showing up was a great time. Um, the, Elmo had some bias for team fluff i will say mm. and i don't like the bias elmo i thought we <laughs> should be rooting for both teams he was rooting for wasabi the dog on team Fluff, which wasabi great job great job great team player we love wasabi but there were still other dogs elmo <laughs> could have picked one of the other team too <laughs> so funny <laughs> anybody want to riff off that like <laughs> I forgot that he was even on. Well, he was I there mean, with I, his dog. I know. <laughs> yeah, what's the dog's name again? His dog, Tango. Tango, yeah. yeah. Tango. Yes, Tango. Yeah, just like uh, Marissa said, I, I said it's just so hard to pick one favorite because I love it all. I, I love the ref from the start. I remember just some of the funny calls he'd make. You know, if they tinkled on the. Uh, cord he had just had the he was like interference and uh he's just so funny I love the underdog award and then the same thing you said about the quotes that that they put when the dogs are announced one of them was the fa- dog's favorite show is the real house Wolfs of Colorado <laughs> that just cracked me up <laughs> um but my favorite thing I think is when they do pup close and personal um, so you learn a lot about the puppy's journey from um, shelter to, to the puppy bowl. And I just find that fascinating. You get to hear about all these different great organiza- animal organizations um, that are these people who I idolize. I just think, you know, they do this fantastic work and they take in all dogs. And I mean, they mentioned a bunch of different ones, but it shows you how they're working towards getting the best care for all these different pups. And then, um, you know, you get to see the puppy um, where they started and, and just how far they've come. So I really, I love when they cut to that and do the pup close and personal. So that's probably my favorite. Yes. It's also, in addition to being fun entertainment, it's also a, promotion for adoptable dogs so yeah i hear like most of the dogs are already adopted by the time the show actually airs and then like the rest who aren't are like selected within five minutes apparently wow which is just wonderful like it's just it's so nice that like it's such a good cause the dogs are clearly having fun they're gonna find some homes if they haven't already like it's just it, it's just yeah. a lot of fun for everyone mm-hmm. including the dogs and the cats too they have fun yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> what, you, yeah. what was your favorite part Jeff? well i'll i'll second uh marissa's praise for referee dan shackner uh, i was reading an article about him in uh, on newsweek.com last night i'll, I'll link to that in the show notes because he he was just given his whole story about how he made his way to the becoming getting this gig in the first place and uh he also talked about some behind the scenes info but he found he seems like the perfect person to be cast for that role like Mm -hmm. not 
it's not everyone who can, you know, op- act or, or just, would I call it acting or is he just being himself? But just mm. playing opposite those dogs is, it's not, uh, it's, it takes a special person to be able to do that the, the way he does. So I'm glad the, the animal planet casting people found him. And also, I, I love the announcers. You know, uh, this year, and I think for the past few years, it's been Steve Levy and Taylor Rooks. And Steve Levy's main gig is Monday Night Football on ESPN. And he pretty much does the Puppy Bowl exactly as he does Monday Night Football. <laughs> as he should. Yes. <laughs> as, he, as he absolutely should. This is a very important game. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, I wonder like how they, they put it all together. Cause like the, they shoot the puppy bowl like months before it actually airs. And I think they've got like, I don't know, maybe eight, 10 hours of footage. Like there's lots of extras stuff and they cut it down to make it look like something actually resembling a game that game. <laughs> lasts the length of a, normal football game not quite as long but you know like a normal sports game like you know so i'm wondering is do steve and taylor come in while they're editing the footage or do they give them the already edited footage and do they have a script or do they riff it all from there um i, I imagine they could do it either way but they, yeah I, someone should interview them about that to, so we can uh, figure out what's going on there but yeah uh, good call bring having actual sports announcers yeah. in for for this gig and having them treated seriously yeah they I'd try to make to... it as authentic as as they can I think I'd love to see like the behind the scenes of the puppy bowl not just the dogs but like what the process is like of like first selecting these dogs then like what the day of filming looks like then like mm-hmm. the editing and then like the, if there's script writing and then like writing about each of the dogs and the adoption yeah. process and just like because it just it just seems so fascinating like it seems so silly obviously when you watch it but then you're like I was watching it and I was like the sound effects people are even having like a field day like it's there's so much effort must have been put into this and mm. you just don't you kind of really look over and it was just it's just again it's a good time for everybody but yeah I wonder how like far in advance this gets filmed and like obviously I knew it wasn't live but like (laughs) it's just like when did like yeah when did the announcers come in when does like the ref does the ref get told like does he have a script as well like what's going on there Hmm. interesting I did read that it's filmed in in the fall in October over two two days I think um so I gotta do yeah well about four months ahead of time I guess my um oh if we're done with that I you guys already answered or kind of (laughs) gave away my trivia question so (laughs) well that'll be our leading maybe And uh, we, maybe you can, uh, we'll, we'll pretend we didn't say what we already said if we need okay. to. Yeah, so that brings us to our, our trivia section. And, and Beth, you've got a question. Marissa, did you come up with any trivia cues? I did not. I was too engrossed in the dogs. Oh, I mean, I, I can create one now. Like, I got one I could 
you know what? I'm going to do a one on the fly. All right. But you guys can go first. Well, mine just said, what was the puppy bowl inspired by? And Jeff already was talking about it. The, um, the Yule log for dogs. The Yule log. It said in 2005, the broadcast was <laughs> mainly just footage of puppies playing, which is what, so um, I never knew that it was inspired by the Yule log. It's an interesting I wonder if there are any puppy bill purists out there who are bemoaning how it's changed and wish it would go back to just Um, footage of puppies running around. Well, it's really fun now because it's an actual competition. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. Did you have a trivia, Jeff? Yes, I did come up with a question. So uh, here goes. What was the breed of the first puppy bowl most valuable pup. Oh, His God. name was Max. <laughs> golden Retriever, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is Golden and Beth. I'll say Hus- uh, Husky. husky. Siberian Husky. Hmm. I have Those no idea. are both wrong, unfortunately. I'll give you another <laughs> chance. I'll give you a hint. This is also the breed of a famous 90s TV dog. Thanks. Oh, Jack Russell Terrier? Correct. Nice. Well, I was thinking of because of Frasier, but I wouldn't have, I would never have remembered that though. That's a real trivia. (laughs) I don't know if anybody would know. I think Frasier may have ended, Frasier, I think, ended around the same time that the Puppy Bowl started. So maybe there is some reincarnation going on. Yeah, he wasn't a puppy. What was his name again on Frasier? Eddie. Eddie, that's right. Yeah. I feel like someone should deep dive at the connection from the puppy bowl to Frasier. Yeah. I feel like that there's there's something there. Yeah, that can be someone can write a movie about that. <laughs> I was actually just reading today that there were two dogs who played Eddie. One was named Moose, and then his son Enzo kind of started oh. taking over for him in later seasons. And they apparently did not get along with each other. Oh, okay. Huh. I remember the name Moose. Okay, did you make one? Did you come up with one, Marissa? Um, it doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> This has something to do. Hold on, let me find this again in my notes. I'm so so sorry. I have I see it and then it like disappears. Oh, okay. So there was a dog in the wheelchair. His name was Benny. I love that dog. Great dog. Um, what was his little tagline? Oh god. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't remember that. Do so you know it's how many guesses? Don't. Was it a reference to some movie? It was a reference to a song about like oh. Benny and the Jets song. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was Benny and the Pets, and oh, I geez. thought that was brilliant writing. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Oh, yeah, I loved him too. Benny. I loved him. I loved. Who was another dog that I wrote down that wasn't like an MVP or? He was, I think he was the, he might have been the most valuable or not most valuable, like 
what is like underdog? I forget what oh, the yeah. awards they gave, but Mr. Tinkles. Um, oh yes. yeah, he, he won the Mr. Tinkles won the <laughs> underdog award. I love Mr. Tinkles. He didn't do anything, and I loved him. He I was know. just in the corner the whole time <laughs> behind the scene. I was like, I love you. I they hope you get be. adopted. I know some of them must be so. It must be kind of overwhelming, you know, when they get out there and there's all these doggies running around. It's probably, well, some get right into it, but yeah, <laughs> Mr. Tinkles was like, just leave me alone. Oh, God, it's like... I hope he's doing well. <laughs> I know. Yes. Uh, we should get him on uh, the next episode. Please. No. Uh... Well, that moves us into the final section, the forever section, where we take stock of where we are now and look ahead to the future. So, we, yeah, we've already uh, established some of what's the most important tidbits of Puppy Bowl 18. Fluff defeated Ruff 73-69, avenging their loss from last year uh, when they lost uh, 73-69. So the exact same score, but uh, a different team winning this time. Uh, Mr. Tinkles won the underdog award and the MVP was Kirby. But my favorite player was Ted D. Bear. Oh, yes. I love Ted I, I D. Thought, Bear. I thought he should have won MVP, although he was he was on the losing team. He was on rough, but um, sometimes the top player from the losing team can be considered at, in the Super Bowl that's happened. A losing team's player has won the MVP award. Um, but yeah, Marissa, you've you've kind of already been talking about what was uh, your reaction to this year's Poppy Bowl, but also uh, was it better or worse than Super Bowl 56, uh, if you happened to watch any of it? And um, what's something we've never seen at the Puppy Bowl that you, you'd love to see in future editions? So I, I did watch about half of the Super Bowl. I watched up into the halftime show and then I had to head home from my parents' house. So I missed it. Um, but I did have, I, I feel like I had more fun watching the Puppy Bowl, I will say, just because it's more entertaining, less kind of scary in terms of injuries, um, in terms of its players. Um, more fun calls, like more fun calls happening. I uh, got there was an illegal bathing penalty. That's not going to happen at the Super Bowl, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, the commercials are fun. The halftime show, I will say, was better than the Puppy Bowl halftime show this year. And I, I'm going to get to that in a second. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like if you put like the commercials and the halftime show of the Super Bowl into the Puppy Bowl, you'd have the greatest goddamn piece mm. of television of all time. <laughs> I would watch it for every year, for years to come. I would watch the Super Bowl. Um, but in terms of the halftime show, I remember one year, I, did I imagine this? It was like a CGI cats like dancing. And now, and like now it's just cats like on the field. Um, that might've huh. been the cheerleaders. That might've been, I might've gotten them mixed up. Yeah, um, I remember. But I wish... As I was watching it, all I wished was that, like, they cut to, like, and this is going to sound silly, um, 
like an Imagine style video of celebrities singing with their pets, but no one in the Imagine video who did that at the beginning of quarantine could be in this video. Um, they're officially banned. But, oh, I was like, gonna say you could have them in and it'd be a way to redeem themselves. It could be, it could be, but I feel like they don't, they aren't allowed to. Um, they can do it next year if they, this version goes well. They should like sing a song and like be dance with their pet around their house. Mm. And I feel like that would have been a really cute halftime show. Um, just because I feel like that's so easy to ask a celebrity to be like film 15 seconds of you dancing with your pet um, yeah. while the song, while we'll edit the song in the background or something. Um, only especially because I felt like they really dug into the association with Ariana Grande with one of the, the, um, what was it? I don't want to say the incorrect word of the, like, it wasn't a shelter, but it was like a, like one of the places for the animals. The rescue. And rescue. Okay. Yes. Um, and I yeah, thought we, like we maybe she would about Ariana, But I don't think we ever saw her. Yeah. I would think like, oh, she'd like say one of those like little videos where they like encouraged everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I loved Wanda Sykes coming in, encouraging the dogs. Yes. I was <laughs> like, that's great. Like if that was like a montage like that for the halftime show, Wanda I thought Sykes, that would have been great. Is she one of this year's Oscar hosts? Oh yeah. He's gonna be good. That's but, a good yeah, yeah. Like that idea of yours. The puppy bull people call me. I can help you. Yeah. Um, if you're listening. But yeah, those are that's my that was my only complaint of the puppy bowl was at the halftime show, a little too low energy for me. Mm. As much as I love cats, I feel like they were having more fun in that VIP box than they were on the field. Speaking of the celebrity video idea, I th- did they do a kiss cam this year? They have in years past, but I don't remember seeing it. I don't, I don't think, think they think did. So. And yeah. that's that's, That's like always is. just footage of people at home showing, <laughs> sending in videos of their dogs licking them. Yeah, I mean, they could al- and they could always add celebrities in there, and they could be surprise cameos. Yeah, I just think, I think like um, people would love that. I think Steve Sharippa from The Sopranos. He's always got his little dog. I think he's got a dachshund. He's always showing them off on uh, Instagram. So you just mm-hmm. think about that. This big mafia looking guy and a yeah, little wiener a dog baby. looking his face oh looking the cannoli extra cannoli cheese <laughs> that's on his lips <laughs> well i definitely enjoyed it uh much more than the super bowl but obviously like i said i'm then again i'm not a football fan but um i also love seeing some more of the special needs pups like you mentioned um benny and then there was a hearing a hearing impaired one puppy named Pongo, who I love too. Um, I couldn't think of you. I love your ideas, Marissa. I couldn't think of anything that I'd like to see. But what I would like is um, I'd like to know how. So since it's taped in October, like how do you find out about adopt the adoptable pups? before they're all adopted like how do people know if this is filmed in October because they say by the like you said by the time the show you know at the end it says adopted by so and so and I'm like well that was quick and then I realized it had but how did they know how do people already know about that that's what I was curious about like how would they find out about all these adoptable pets before the show airs um maybe there's information on animal planet's website 
or maybe they reach out directly to I don't know. Yeah, because uh, I think you know they show on it on there list or something. There must be, yeah, because people are probably thinking, oh, that would be fun. You know, they're watching it and thinking, oh, I'd want to adopt him, but it's too late already. So maybe oh. like the day it airs, they have like on the website like already the link to like adopt the pups. I also I feel like if they film it so far in advance, most of them are probably just adopted by happenstance by then. But like, like it just it's just because it was like filmed in September and like. By October, they got adopted. Um, yeah. But, like, I think there were only, like, a few ones specifically being, like, and you can adopt this pup by going to blah, 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 blah. Like, it mm. wasn't every single one. It was, like, a select few of being, like, if you yeah. this person is good in this home. And, like, if you have a lively home, this puppy would be mm. great for you. And... Or, but yeah, probably like they have that link available like before the puppy bowl airs and people are just like, I want to adopt. Look at this beautiful mm-hmm. dog. I'm going to adopt him. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, just what I should, think. They should give, put that information out during that or something so people know to go. Well, at that point, it's too late, but for the future. Mm-hmm. So. I, th- I was reading that <clears throat> they, the shelters usually have other dogs available so yeah you know, like so say if can't. if you saw a dog in the puppy bowl that you like chances are it has siblings from the same litter that might still be available mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me um yeah i it's i think if i'm being honest um the experience of watching the Super Bowl is usually more enjoyable for me, but that's because of what's going on around the watching. Because I'm, I'm usually at a, a party, and so usually I'll watch Puppy Bowl at home or my parents' home, and then we go to the party, and there's bigger hustle and bustle there. And well, while I'm watching the pus- Puppy Bowl, there's hustle and bustle of getting ready. So it's um, at least so what, in my experience, I'm it's I'm not like fully relaxed while watching the Puppy Bowl in the afternoon. But so what you're saying is that we should be having Puppy Bowl parties yes, <laughs> um, to sure. watch specifically the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> I feel like we should not to not to encourage betting, but we should you know how people do the boxes for like the Super Bowl, or, like their jobs or like their friends or anything. I think we should have Puppy Bowl boxes. I, I fully encourage maybe like less of a stake, obviously like a dollar instead of putting in like a hundred dollars <laughs> into a box. But like, I think that we should just treat the puppy bowl like a Super Bowl. I, I think they're right in being like, let's let's air at the same time. It's like the Yule log, but no, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on the puppy bowl. Have there, them air at the same time. And then like when every time it cuts to a commercial, it's like the same commercials at the Super Bowl. I'd love to mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a good idea. I would definitely be willing to do a puppy bowl box, but I think you there's you have to be vigilant about there not being any leaks. Because mm. like if someone has the inside scoop, if someone knows a producer at Animal Planet or something, they can ask like what was the score of the game before before it airs. So Oh, that's right. Right. Listen, you just gotta do it with friends who have no are not seven degrees of Kevin Bacon from the Animal Planet people. That's that's what you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta make sure. 
Um, yeah, I bet a dollar. Background, pack, background checks on everyone. Just, yeah, just exactly. puppy bulls or uh, animal planet specific background checks. Exactly. Exactly. If they're at Disney, it's no, wait, just Disney on Animal Planet? I don't think so. Because if it did, Discovery Plus would be part of Disney Plus. Isn't it? Is it not part of that bundle? I don't think so. Because like National Geographic is part of Disney Plus, but. Uh, okay, so Disney, fine. You know yeah. someone who works there, it's okay. They can put their dollar in the puppy bowl boxes. If, it's, <laughs> if they work anywhere now, Adam Planet, out, gone. Mm-hmm. Well, also, boxes are random too. Like when you put them, when you make box like games, you just put your name in a random box and the numbers come after. Right. That's true. So it could yeah. be, you could just write the numbers the second the game starts. You're like, okay, I'm writing these numbers across now. You can right. be very safe. I've never yeah. done it. So I don't even know the process but i'd like that it sounds fun though <laughs> i know too many people who like to bet money on super bowls mm-hmm. <laughs> so every year well at least my mom well the places where my mom and my dad both worked when i was younger they would do like those boxes so like you put like anywhere from like 50 to 100 dollars usually and then you put your you put a name in a random box there's no numbers associated with them yet and then so it's like kind of like a chart and then like left to right and up and down would be numbers like zero through nine. And so whatever, like if, and like, and then it would have the two team names. And mm-hmm. so like, if the score, what's, let's say, I don't know if this is a football score that's possible because I'm not good at football, but like 36 <laughs> to 24, if someone had six Eagles and four Bills, I don't know that that's a team. They could figure mm-hmm. that, is a, that is a possible Super Bowl matchup. They are in different conferences. <laughs> So then they, that person would win like a hundred dollars for the first quarter. And then like, it gets bigger and bigger as like halftime third quarter mm-hmm. and then the final game. And then also in the final game, usually someone, if the reverse gets it, they get like half of the money um, or like the, the, the quarter money, which is, and it's just, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. It <laughs> Again, not to encourage betting and gambling, yes. <laughs> but for puppies, I would do it. Yeah. Yes, it adds some excitement to it. Yes. Gambling is like most other vices. If you do it in moderation, you're, yes. you, can, you can do it without a problem. <laughs> but if you have I a guess. gambling problem, call, call the gambling hotline. What is it? Call is the hotline. It? Gambling's yeah, anonymous. Can... It definitely exists. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, I also wanted to mention my favorite... Uh, puppy factoid from this year i forget who it was but i forget which puppy but one of them made a cameo in mutt holland drive oh, yeah. and i was like wow there there are definitely some cinephiles on the puppy bowl yeah, writing staff that, said, uh, the writers must be having a ball that's funny I'd, I'd love to see the doggy version of mulholland drive i would love <laughs> I'd, I'd love to just see david lynch interacting with dogs <laughs> That could be like the a companion series to the Puppy Bowl, just an hour of a dog sitting on David Lynch's lap. <laughs> um, my puppies are going crazy here. Playing. Oh my god, they're so they're attacking each other. Anyway, okay. Sounds like they're uh, trying out for the Puppy Bowl. Yeah, or Mutt Hall and Drive. Yeah. yeah. Auditioning. 
Um, another thing I wanted to mention as far as things for future editions, I mean, it sounds like we'd all be interested in a, a documentary um, shows oh, yeah. behind the scenes. I, I'd like to of... see a feature length version. Mm -hmm. Send it to Sundance. Yeah. You know, win the Oscar for best documentary easily. Absolutely. And I'd that also, and speaking of celebrity cameos, I'd love it if Triumph the Insult Comic Dog stopped by. <laughs> you, need, you have to keep it PG, but I, th I think he could pull it off. Mm. I think that's why they hired Elmo. They were like, we got to keep this as family friendly yeah. as possible. <laughs> I hired Elmo. <laughs> They're like, who's the next person with the dog? Okay, Elmo, get in there. <laughs> Yeah, it would be funny to see all the famous, any famous dogs that could be on Clifford and uh, anyone. Yeah, they could right. all make an appearance. That would be great. You could listen to our, our dogs episode, our favorite pop culture dogs, and get some ideas. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, any, any other final puppy bowl thoughts? Not for me. I'm all, I think I said it all. You're all puppied out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up. And um, before we say good night, I'll let our everybody have a chance to say if there's anything they're working on or anything their friends or family are working on that they'd like to promote. And also, you can answer the question: Is there anything you'd like to recommend that you can enjoy with your aunts and or nephews? Marissa. Hey, what do you got for us? Um, okay. The only thing I could really promote is myself. So um, <laughs> please follow me on social media. I am at Marissa Splen on literally everything. And that's S-B-L-E-N. Um, people like to say it's with a P. It's not. It's a B. Is, um, it, and is Marissa one or two S's? Two S's. Um, and two. And things I think the whole family can enjoy. Um in terms of things i know i know i talked about this last time but i'm talking about it again what we do in the shadows is the one show my whole family is obsessed with like my mom my dad my my aunt, uncle we all talk about it like all the time it's so funny i have a um jackie daytona magnet on my fridge at home um that's how much we love the show um another one i think everybody could enjoy i mean ted lasso i got on that over quarantine and that was phenomenal show if you ever do a ted lazo episode i want in um <laughs> i would love to talk about it um and also i really loved um and my parents are also starting to love and getting them into it and i i apologize to keep saying parents instead of aunts and uncles but that one none of my parents will watch something my aunt and my uncle will watch it almost immediately um only murders in the building. Yes, yeah. We did an episode that on that one. Oh, it's we've, so we've done good. a what we do in the shadows and an only murders episode. So I yeah. guess we'll have I... to complete the Marissa recommendation trifecta and <laughs> yeah. do a Ted Lasso episode. I I yeah, love that, that show, so and that's coming back. I don't know. I haven't heard when, but I know they're working on the yeah. I think filming it now i think that's what's happening is yeah. they're starting to film the second season now i could talk for days about the um what's the name the jane lynch cameo in that show so funny so good mm. 10 out of 10 anything she does is great but like yeah. so good okay let me stop talking someone else go <laughs> 
I don't have anything to promote. And I really, we, like Jeff said, we just did an episode last week, so I didn't really think of any new shows to promote, I mean, to recommend, except I, at the beginning of this, before we started recording, I, I don't know if you mentioned that last time, Jeff, the Abbott Elementary, but. I don't know, um, maybe, I'm not sure if we did, but if we didn't, even if we did, it's worth mentioning yeah, so again. That's, Jeff had been watching it and saying how much he liked it. So I started watching it and I'm really enjoying it. So it's on ABC. Um, two, I'm not sure which night. There's Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Um, Tuesdays at nine, can, Hulu the yeah, next day. You can yeah. catch up. I think I'm watching it on um, Hulu mm-hmm. or Peacock, one of those. Um, and uh, I think it's also on demand. So that's a lot of fun. But that's all I got. That's okay. on my list. Everyone's recommended to me again. Yeah. I'm, again, still stuck in Cutthroat Kitchen. So once <laughs> I, get, I highly recommend that show. If <laughs> I get out of that rut, I will once get on to Elementary. Well, <laughs> Marissa, are you a fan of the Parent Trap remake at all? The Parent Trap? Oh, like the Lindsay Lohan one? Yeah. Absolutely. Best movie. <laughs> the woman who plays Chessie from mm-hmm. the parent chap is a regular on Abbott Elementary. Oh, she's oh. the one with the red hair, right? Uh, she, she, she she doesn't have red hair on on Abbott Elementary. I guess maybe she dyed it for the parent trap. Oh, okay. Who is she Wait, or on Abbott. Or I just thought her hair was very shiny. That's my apologies. Maybe it was Auburn? Maybe. Let's, let's look at a but picture of her from <laughs> Well, who she play trap. on the on Abbott Elementary? She plays, I think her name Melissa. is Melissa. Melissa. She's the, the uh, she's the Italian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. She's like she's the stereotypical awesome. Italian Philadelphia person. Yeah. She's okay. Funny. She kind of has like a little bit of red hair. I feel like it's like a mix between red and brown. Yeah. Looks like yeah. it. But I love, yeah. I love Quinta. I think she's great. So I'm like, she's I, really I, just, good. I haven't what, just gone to a, it. Did she do a, something before this? Um, she's a big like media content creator. I don't know if she's done any like shows before this, but I know she was big on like the BuzzFeed content creation kind of part of the internet. And she's just very creative and very funny. She's re- yeah, she's very the, good in this. The first thing I noticed during was uh, Miracle Workers on TBS. She was in the yes. most recent <laughs> season. Oh, yeah. I just started really? watching that as well. <laughs> Great show as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought she looked okay because I watched all those. All right, Jeff, how about you? I'll I'll promote as usual. We have a Patreon if you'd like to support us that way. Uh, That would be much appreciated. And of course, as always, uh, Ken Jong, there is always an open invitation for you to guest whenever you'd like to. And I'll recommend a show I've been enjoying that just started. It's called Astrid and Lily Save the World. It's on Wednesday nights on Sci-Fi. It comes on right after Resident Alien. Uh, this is a Canadian show about two teenage girls who accidentally open a portal to another dimension. And now they have to fight off the monsters that are coming through. And uh, so it's kind of like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer in that way. Um, the The... Both girls are a little on the heavier side so that, you know, they've been teased all their lives for that, but uh, they're not going to let that stop them from 
taking charge in whatever way they want to take charge in their lives. Uh, but they're, it's a very charming show and uh, pretty family friendly as far as uh, sci-fi action TV shows go. So yeah, that's um, Astrid and Lily Save the World. And yeah, I think that's that's about everything. That's uh, the Puppy Bowl. Uh, it'll be back on Animal Planet uh, next February. And um, oh, you can leave us a review and we'll uh, read it on air if, uh, if you say something nice or if you say something not so nice, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way to fight through the tears and, <laughs> and acknowledge that you at least took the time to say something. But uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, all right, I guess it's time to say bon voyage. That's a good one. What is good night? Thank you so much for having me and have a wonderful day and or night, everyone. Thank you for joining us once again, Marissa. And as usual, I'll say keep your remotes handy and your eyes open. Very nice. Marissa just held up a remote. <laughs>